Smackdown live reaction. I'm having way too much fun with this. <laughs> uh, so, this is the first Smackdown pay-per-view since the... Sorry. Wow. Good start, Bruner 1.0. You epic failure of a human being. This is the first Smackdown live show since the pay-per-view that was No Mercy. There you go. Okay, so No Mercy was pretty solid. Uh, didn't have too much to complain about other than the random filler segments and the booking overall, the lineup. So, uh, this this show was... Uh, that's about the best I can give it. Uh, Dolph Ziggler, your new intercontinental champion of the world! He kicked off... The <laughs> I shouldn't do that. It makes me struggle when I try to speak regularly afterwards. Uh, <laughs> so Dolph Ziggler kicked off the show as the new champ. He had a pretty uh, pretty heartfelt message, I felt. Uh, he explained how he, he really proved to himself that he wanted it. He exclaimed to the crowd, we did it. I thought that was great. Uh, you know, he went through a lot. To prove that he was he was something. It was kind of a mini uh, road to the title type of deal. Uh, I thought it was pretty good how they built it from, I want to say two or three months ago when he first faced off for the WWE title. And then, uh, you know, he kind of got relegated to the Intercontinental picture and he and The Miz made it great. Uh, the Miz came out and him and Maurice were wearing all black, which I thought was fantastic because they normally come out in white. And they came out in black as if it was a funeral. Uh, and it was the death of the Intercontinental Championship, according to The Miz. Because he made it relevant, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, Dolph Ziggler steals it from him. And then makes it irrelevant. He makes it worthless. He makes it a piece of hot garbage. I don't know why I'm continuing to do those voices. But uh, I will probably keep doing that throughout the show. I apologize. Deal with it. Um, Ziggler faces the Spirit Squad two-on-one. Uh, that was kind of a dumb match, to be honest. I, I didn't like it. Uh, Ziggler went over. He won. Great. The Spirit Squad should never win again, to be honest. Uh, but after the match, The Miz comes down. He attacks Ziggler. The Miz stayed at ringside, I believe, actually. Uh, and then The Miz attacked Ziggler. Shocker. The heel attacks the face. Shocking developments here on SmackDown Live. Uh, Heath Slater and Rhino, your tag team champs, came down, and they uh, they made sure that Ziggler had some backup. So uh, I like the fact that those guys came out and introduced two other people into this feud. Uh, Slater and Rhino. And Slater, Ziggler, and Rhino can probably do some epic promos as far as humor and entertainment and all that. So we don't know uh, how they will come into the, how they will come into the fold. Uh, but, uh, I do like the fact that Ziggler had some backup and it proves that Ziggler's not a lone wolf 
Baron Corbin. See what I did there? Ah, ah, anyone? Nothing? All right, great. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was uh, great that those guys came down and it introduces a new element to that dynamic that has been strictly Miz and Ziggler. It seems like every few weeks they add something new, which I love. Normally it's just the same old crap over and over and over and over. It was Miz versus Ziggler. Maurice got involved. Spirit Squad got involved. Now the tag champs are getting involved. It's very developing, and I love it. Uh, Naomi took on Carmella. Pretty solid match. I thought this was actually... uh, I thought this was better than the No Mercy match, to be honest. Um, You know, no one really messed up. I thought it was clean. Uh, Naomi ended up beating Carmella because Nikki Bella came down and interrupted... They showed a uh, vignette or a backstage segment. Sorry, not a vignette. They showed a backstage segment. Backstage. Downtown. That's what I was going for and it failed. Um, (laughs) uh, So anyway, Carmella beat up Nikki Bella before the show after an interview. Nikki Bella comes down, gets her revenge, so to speak. And uh, then you get uh, Naomi with the victory. Naomi has had two wins in a row. So I like that... They're building her as a legit contender. Eventually, she can say, hey, I haven't lost in a while. Give me a title shot. So that was great. Um, It also adds to the uh, Naomi and Alexa Bliss feud a little bit because uh, Alexa Bliss was backstage and said Naomi's nothing. Daniel Bryan says, all right, you're going to face Naomi next week. I believe that's what they said. I can't remember. This, This whole show was a blur. I watched it this morning. I went to a concert last night, folks, and it was lit. I don't know what that means. I think that means it's awesome, like it was a great concert. The kids, these kids these days, they keep saying the word lit, and I don't know what it means. So the concert was good. It was We Came As Romans from Detroit, Michigan. Detroit basketball. Uh, the crowd went bananas for Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen when they when they were playing that song as the little uh, placeholder, like in between sets. And then uh, they also were hyped, to quote the hype bros, they were hyped for um, Sky, or, sorry, Skyway Drive, Parkway Drive, which is a band I've never really gotten into. They were amazing. If you like uh, punk rock slash uh, rock slash hardcore metal, I don't even know what to describe them as, but they were pretty awesome. Apparently, this is the last time they're touring in the States because they're from Australia, down under, eh? I, I didn't do that right at all. Down Under uh, Bloke. Is that right? Uh, whatever. Anyway, good band. Go out and check them out. Back to SmackDown. Back to wrestling. Ding, ding, ding. We're back in the fold. Uh, anyway, Bella, Nikki Bella, Carmella, they're going to continue their rivalry, rivalry. Rivalry, it looks like. Naomi and Alexa Bliss will continue their uh, little rivalry until uh, Becky Lynch can come back because we don't know what her undisclosed non-wrestling injury is. So we're waiting to see on that one. Jimmy Uso took on Chad Gable. (sighs) It was a match. You know, the Usos have lost twice now to Heath Slater and Rhino. So they're kind of like, meh. And American Alpha hasn't really done anything relevant since debuting because the Usos injured them. So they've got a... There's no... There's no drama. There's no dynamic here. It was a good match. There wasn't anything wrong with it, but they've got to 
They've got to spark something here because this is boring. I don't care. I do not care about American Alpha. I do not care about the Usos. I hate to say it because I love American Alpha. I think the Usos have been great since they turned heel, but if you're not making me care, then what's the point? You know what I mean? So, uh, great match. Nothing really wrong with it, but uh, they've got to... They've got to build something here. Hold on. Pause for coffee drinking. Pow. To quote uh, WTF, Mark Marin, who loves doing that. I'm stealing it. I'm stealing from you, Mark Marin, because you're better than me, and I can admit it. You've got like 40 million people listening to your stinking podcast. I say stinking because I'm upset that it's better than mine. But at the same time, I will come after you, Mark Marin. Don't you forget it, bro. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love his podcast. It's awesome. You should listen. If you're not listening to this, go listen to that. And in fact, you're probably not listening to this, and you're probably already listening to that. So this was a moot point. Uh, AJ Styles came out, and he said, you know, I'm the champ, blah, blah, blah. And uh, here's my next opponent. Dean Ambrose comes down. Dean Ambrose is not the next opponent. But you know what? He's, uh, he's a little PO'd. He's a little ticked off because he lost once again, and not in fair fashion. He pinned AJ Styles. He lost at uh, Backlash because of a, a groin kick, if you know what I'm saying. Kick to the family jewels. No little Ambrose is running around because AJ Styles kicked me. Uh, and then AJ Styles says, no, here's my next opponent. And it's James Ellsworth. That jobber from the first Braun Strowman match. Once again, making a great appearance. Uh, you know, I thought it was weird that he came out, but what are you going to do? So then... uh. Ellsworth and AJ Styles are supposedly going to have a match. And then he says, all right, Dean Ambrose is going to watch this because he's got to. You know, you can't just turn away from this. This is going to be entertaining no matter what. And then AJ Styles is like, no, you're going to mess with me. You're going to mess with Ellsworth. Get out of here. Dan O'Brien, of course, comes down and says, you know what? You can't do that because I am the general manager. I decide the matches. And he says, here's what's going to happen. Dean Ambrose, you're the special guest referee. Ellsworth, AJ Styles, go. And uh, it was very comedic. It was all very silly. Uh, it was a very long match. I'm not going to lie. But uh, it was entertaining. And that's, you know, I usually don't like it when the WWE title is involved in, like, goofy, silly, quirky stuff like that. But I thought it was great. I thought it was... Uh, Pretty cool that they let Ellsworth actually win the match. Uh, Ellsworth tapped out, and Dean Ambrose was on his phone. Humorous. I like it. And then uh, AJ Styles hits the Styles Clash, which was botched, by the way. You're not supposed to tuck your head on that move. James Ellsworth, if you listen to any podcast, you know you're not supposed to tuck your head. You're supposed to stick it out. It's very different, I know. Most moves, you tuck your head. This one, you don't. Even I know that, and I'm just a mark. Come on. Um, And then Dean Ambrose refused to count. So I thought it was great that the way they portrayed this, uh, they did everything right. They didn't restart the match. They didn't have another referee come down and say, you know what, this is stupid. Uh, You got to have a legit match here. Dean Ambrose hit Dirty Deeds on AJ Styles and and covered him with Ellsworth. AJ Styles kicked out. I thought that was great. It added more drama. And then Dean Ambrose goes, you know what? Screw it. Hits him with the dirty deeds again, then covers him, counts fast, boom, matches over. Ellsworth gets the victory. 
I don't get this James Ellsworth guy. I don't get why so many people are infatuated with him. But uh, it was a very comedic moment, and it actually successfully worked out. It successfully worked out the way they wanted it to, so I thought that was awesome. Um, And then next week, we learned that James Ellsworth will get a WWE title match against AJ Styles because of that victory. There's no way Ellsworth wins. I'm sure they'll make it look like he possibly could, or they'll have some screwed finish, but I like the entertainment value of it. Excuse me, coffee, pause, number two. Pow, coffee time. Um, something I forgot was Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon challenged Raw to three separate uh, Survivor Series matches. One, traditional five-on-five, Raw versus SmackDown, elimination tag. Then, Raw versus SmackDown, elimination five tag team elimination match? There'll be five tag teams, so it's basically a 10-on-10 match. Then, a traditional Survivor Series elimination match, top five women versus top five women. So, Survivor Series is going to be lit, as the kids say. They're going to have three traditional Survivor Series matches. So that's going to cover a lot of the card. They'll probably have a universal title match and a WWE title match. You've got a U.S. title. You've got an intercontinental title. You've got the tag titles. You've got the women's titles. Uh, There could be like 10, 11 matches on this card. Uh, Unfortunately, that means things might go quick or they're going to add another hour to this and start it at 7 instead of 8. Hopefully they add another hour, because I hate it when they waste my time with stupid quick matches and then try and recover from it. You've got the Cruiserweight title as well, so there's like 12 matches that could happen, if my math is correct. You've got the three Survivor Series, I'm counting, yep, one, two, three Survivor matches, Survivor Series matches, women's title on both, there's four and five, Intercontinental six, U.S. title seven, Uh, tag team titles for both, there's eight and nine, Cruiserweight title, there's ten, then you've got the Universal title, there's eleven, and then you've got the uh, WWE title. There's 12. There could be 12 matches just strictly based off titles. That's not even counting storylines. So, you know, last time there was a Survivor Series. No, that was two years ago that Sting Sting appeared. Sorry, I was wrong. But there, there you go. There's my point. There could be a, a lot of stuff going down at Survivor Series in Toronto, Canada. I, I'm trying to do my best... Uh, Howard Finkel, and it's just not its not going well. Uh, your main event tonight, Randy Orton and Kane versus Bray Wyatt and Luke Harper. It was a match. It wasn't fantastic. It wasn't terrible. Uh, I like the fact that Wyatt and Harper are back together. They are doing cool promos. I, I like that dynamic because Harper can actually speak on the ring. Or speak on the ring. Speak on the microphone. It's the thing I'm talking into right now. It's called the microphone. Hey, guy, come on. Uh, I don't know what that was. Um, it was, yeah, it was nothing too exciting. Uh, Bray Wyatt and Luke Harper ended up winning. The uh, the little flicker of lights happened. Luke Harper then was in Kane's spot, which I thought was fantastic. If you're going to do the stupid light flicker thing, make it mean something. What happened to Kane? Kane just disappeared. How did Harper get in Kane's spot? Boom. It was pretty cool. I like that. But it sucks that every time Wyatt wins, he has to do it by hook, or by hook or by crook, whatever. He has to do some stupid thing. He can't just win outright. And it used to be that he could win outright. Uh, he beat Daniel Bryan outright after the Royal Rumble that one year. He beat uh, Roman Reigns in a cage, I believe. Uh, he did it by cheating. 
But, you know, uh, Dean Ambrose. He beat Dean Ambrose by cheating as well. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm sick of the cheating thing. That's my point. Um, the Wyatt family needs credibility. Right now it doesn't have it. So they're going to have to recognize that eventually you're just going to have to start giving this these guys wins. And it's so... Uh, it's so misguided right now. It doesn't feel good to see the Wyatts win by cheating every single week. I get it. They're not supposed to be heels. Or they are supposed to be heels, excuse me. But you've got to let these guys win outright. You know, it's got to come to a point where it's like, hey, we're going to get behind these guys. Wyatt, Bray Wyatt is a legitimate WWE title contender if you make it. If you make it so... You made Dolph Ziggler a title contender at SummerSlam, and no one saw that coming. But I believed it for a minute. So, uh, you know, it was it was cool that they finally gave him a win, but it's it's sad that they didn't do it uh, in the right fashion, I guess is the way I'll, is the way I'll say it. Uh, so overall, I thought uh, Dolph Ziggler and The Miz, great segment. Uh, the match afterwards, meh. Uh, but the way they're developing the story, great. Uh, the women's matches or matches, the women's dynamic was great this week. I love that. Uh, Chad Gable and the Usos or American Alpha and the Usos, meh. Uh, I'm trying to think what else happened here. AJ Styles and Dean Ambrose and James Ellsworth was pretty good. As much as it was silly and stupid, it was pretty good. And then Randy Orton and Kane versus Bray Wyatt and Luke Harper was meh. So it was a very short show. It felt, uh, felt like it was almost missing a lot. Uh, Corbin and... Uh, what's his face? Jack Swagger weren't involved. You did. You didn't have. Uh, where's Apollo Cruz? Where's Tyler Breeze? Where's Fandango? Where are all these guys that just haven't been uh, on the screen for quite some time? It seems like John Cena is apparently taking time off. Shocker. So there. It was. It was a a show with much left to be desired. By me, Bruner 1.0, the best. In the world, in the Geekiverse. The best in the Geekiverse? Maybe I should change that. I am the best in the Geekiverse at what I do. All right, that's your podcast for this week. That's it. We're going to wrap it up. We're off till Monday. How lucky you. You don't have to see us or hear from us or do anything as far as wrestling is concerned until Monday. What a lovely, lovely thing for all of you. Here's the deal. Go to thegeekiverse.com. We've got three or four articles coming up uh, today alone. Um, and then... Uh, on YouTube, we're going to have an unboxing of WWE 2K17, the NXT edition. Some sick stuff came in that. The Finn Balor figurine is sitting next to me. He's looking uh, demonic, which is awesome because it's the demon. And they, I got a Shinsuke Nakamura signed postcard thingy. I got a... Uh, uh, whatchamacallit? A piece of the mat from NXT TakeOver London. With a little trading card. That was pretty sick. The game itself is fun so far. I'm loving it. So be sure to stay on YouTube for that. Thegeekiverse.com uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tinder. Uh, swipe right for us. We really like it when you swipe right on the Geekiverse. <laughs> uh, Bumble. Whatever those stupid dating apps are. Uh, they're all, you know, we're all on all of them. We want you to date the Geekiverse. We want you to hold hands with us as we walk through life. One geek moment at a time. This is getting weird. Uh, be sure to go to the Amazon link and look for the daily deals on stuff like that. There's a lot of cool stuff there. Uh, a, a quick story. I went to a breakfast place, got some coffee. I said, hey, I just want coffee. And they're like, no, we'll give you a French press. 
What the heck? A French press? You're gonna give me a whole French press? I can't drink that much coffee. Lo and behold, they bring in a whole French press. And it just, you push it down. And the coffee just comes out so glorious. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, the coffee comes out great. So I go to the Amazon.com link through the Geekiverse.com. I click it. I see the daily deals. What do they have? A French press. Regular 50 bucks, 55 bucks, $4,050. I don't know how much it was regularly, but I bought it for 20 bucks. And because I have Amazon Prime, it's going to get here today. I ordered it two days ago. Two day shipping. Boom. I bought a French press for myself and for anyone who comes over to my house and enjoys coffee with me. And then I get it for cheap because I went through the Geekiverse link and I helped out the Geekiverse. What a glorious, glorious thing, guys. Ooh, yeah. All right, that's your podcast. I'm Bruno 1.0. Be sure to stay with the Geekiverse for all your wrestling talk and content and all that fun jazz. I'm out of here. We're going to drink some more coffee. Pow! Oh,